Welcome to The World in 10 with me, Toby Gillis, and Cara Bentley, who's shortly going to reveal a ploy for women to use their wares to win a war, which, believe it or not, the Times of London revealed today is actually happening in Ukraine. Yeah, thanks for making that sound horribly sordid, Toby. It's not, (laughs) I promise. We'll also hear why there's a diplomatic row between the UK, the EU and South America over the name of a place and hear about the biggest ever women's sporting event. Which, by the way, I'm already obsessed with. So, in the UK, we have this show called Doctor Who. And when I was about 10, I entered a competition to submit an idea for a baddie for the show. Cara, which, yes. you know that as a journalist, like rule 101 is that you're not the story. Yeah? This is the most important story of the day. Right, OK. I submitted an entry in a competition for this baddie to be actually made on the show. And my entry was a woman who made the goodies fall in love with her. Oh, and then I a see gun, where you're going a here. A gun came out of her T-shirt and shot them. Okay, should I help our listeners join the dots? Yes, I didn't win for those who are more interested in my story. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So, uh, Cara, you need to get back here with your head in the game. Um, If you do head to the Times World section right now, you'll see an incredible dispatch from Maxim Tucker in Ukraine entitled The Ukrainian Honey Trappers Persuading Russian Soldiers to Reveal All. So I guess this is similar to Kara's character, although I don't think there's a heart-shaped gun. No, maybe no gun at all, but the idea is the same. These are women using dating apps to help the war effort. They're using AI pictures and they pretend to be Russians supporting their heroes. And then, once in a while, they get useful information to help Ukraine. Yeah, Maxim told us these women spend hours a day online trying to entrap Russian soldiers and they've received significant information for their efforts. What they're looking for is clues about the unit's strength, their equipment, their morale, where they're located, how much training they've had. And all of this can come out quite easily in the course of a, a, a kind of normal conversation. And, and they spend sometimes months talking to these guys and they don't even necessarily have to ask the questions. These guys just leak the material um, because they're talking about the situation. You know, if you're t- asking a soldier in the trenches, how was your day? You're probably going to get some interesting intelligence out of that. It is a pretty astonishing story that really shows how everyone in Ukraine is finding some role for themselves to fight for the very existence of their country. And as if that weren't motivation enough, Maxim says for the women who are entrapping the men online, some have very personal reasons too. Particularly for this girl we'll call her Angelina, her brother has actually been killed by Russian soldiers and her father is, is fighting now. And, and, you know, these Russian soldiers are sending her pictures of them interrogating captured Ukrainian soldiers and dead Ukrainian soldiers as well to try and show off their military prowess. You know, Angelina said that even if these soldiers are just coming to money or they're just coming because they've been conscripted, she doesn't have any sympathy with them because they still have a choice. They could still find a way not to fight, to escape, to desert, to surrender. As long as they're in the trenches, as long as they're fighting, as long as they're carrying out orders, she thinks that they're a legitimate target. You might be thinking, won't publicising this just stop Russian soldiers from going on dating apps and then do damage to Ukraine's efforts? Well, I thought that and I put it to Maxim and his response was actually quite simple, Cara. These men haven't seen a woman in months, so a little flirt, I guess, helps them in times of boredom or when they feel lonely. And of course, what's key for any side to have a successful war? Morale. Yes, exactly. So if by going public with this story, the men stop using the apps, morale drops, and that could do real damage to Russia.
Before we move on from Ukraine, we want to highlight the most powerful interview which was carried out by Times Radio today with Aidan Aslin. He's a British man who went there at the start of the war to fight, but was captured by the Russians and horribly tortured. I was like beaten continuously for like two hours. At one point, he uh, showed me that he'd stabbed me, which I didn't feel at the time. I think the adrenaline covered me like not feeling the stab wound because at the time he was like continuing like to like beat me with a police baton. To see that interview in full, head to the Times Radio YouTube channel. It's a simple fact. What you call a place matters. Derry or Londonderry. Burma or Myanmar, and now the Falkland Islands or Islas Malvinas. This has been a debate between the UK and Argentina for years, but it's now broadened significantly because these islands were referred to as Islas Malvinas, the Spanish version of the name in an official document by the European Union in an agreement with Latin America. Yeah, Argentina has called this a diplomatic triumph, which makes sense given their disputed claim to the islands. They're off the coast of Argentina, but they're actually a British overseas territory over which the two sides actually went to war back in 1982. There have been tensions over this ever since, so today's development is pretty significant. And Jack Parrock is in Brussels for The Times, and he's told us it's sparked quite the row. The foreign minister of Argentina said, see, this proves that there needs to be an international dialogue. This is more support for the Argentinian claim that there should be a dialogue to discuss the sovereignty of the Falkland Islands. What's happened subsequently is that the British officials and diplomats here in Brussels have started trying to corral favour and say, listen, you can't be putting this kind of stuff in these kind of documents because the Falkland Islands is the recognised international name for those islands. And 10 years ago, there was a vote where 99.8% of the population voted to be British. They're unlikely to be able to get the document changed. However, it was signed off during a summit of leaders, the highest level. But they did manage to force the European Commission's foreign policy arm to release a statement saying, basically, we still fall in line with the rest of the international community on this. It'd be remiss of us not to mention something that's begun today that's going to mark the largest ever women's sporting event literally in history. The Women's Football World Cup, it began earlier in New Zealand, who beat Norway in the opening match, followed by their co-hosts Australia winning against the Republic of Ireland. Yeah, good start for the hosts on the pitch then, but it's not been without its nervy moments in the immediate build-up, has it? No, that's right. Just hours before the first match, there was a fatal shooting in central Auckland, leaving two people plus the gunman dead. Six more were injured in the incident. While the tournament still began on time, there was obviously concern for the US women's national team, which is staying at a hotel in the very district where the shooting took place, and the Italy team as well, although both later were confirmed to be safe and well. Now, on the pitch, the US are the favourites, having won the last two World Cups, but the pressure is on with countries like Germany and England closer to them than ever. Yeah, and in terms of the history that I mentioned, well, two billion people are expected to watch this tournament across the world. No women's sporting event has ever come close to that figure. (laughs) 
One piece we loved in today's times is called The Princess of Wales' Favourite Ethical Jeweller. You can add to that Uma Thurman and Michelle Obama as well. Yeah, and while it sounds like an advert for Pippa Small's business, in fact, it's an interview with her that goes into great depth about her efforts to deliver jewellery that's sustainable, but also that helps the craftsmen and women she works with in communities in Kenya, in Myanmar, Afghanistan, Jordan, Panama and others. The scope of Small's work is incredible. So although it sounds all glitz, glamour and celebrity, it's pretty unusual to hear of a small jewellery business making such a positive impact on the world. And you can check out her interview now in the luxury section on thetimes.co.uk. Here at The World in 10, I promise you we're not about perpetuating stereotypes. But if you ask the average Brit to stereotype an American, it'd be that they're either uber healthy and probably rollerblade along a beautiful boulevard in LA, or maybe that they're uber unhealthy. Now, we're not suggesting, Toby, there's actually any accuracy no, to we're those. Not. Um, but today's final story may help refute those claims even further because apparently Americans are genuinely building far healthier eating habits. Yeah, from Seattle, Andrew Buncombe is reporting that there's been a significant trend towards people eating their evening meal far earlier and it's even changing the way that restaurants in America are operating to meet demand. It's actually well established that eating after 6.30pm is detrimental to keeping a stable weight and research shows that those who eat later sleep less well and burn calories more slowly and it's seems that this is the main reason for the mentality shift. And the piece gives the example of how one new restaurant in LA has responded. It used to be last orders at 11, now you can't get a table after 8.30. So with that, Cara, I think we'd better go, haven't we? Eat dinner early. Be healthy. Not without the plug, though. Remember, if you enjoy the journalism you hear on this World in 10 podcast, you can take out a digital subscription at thetimes.co.uk. And we'll see you tomorrow. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.